like to say two ha'oris from the Medrash and Parsha. First, is very interesting Medrash in Parsha's Pekudei. The Medrash brings down two mice. One mice is very, I would say, pretty, pretty famous. I don't know, I hear people saying over this Medrash. Shiva's Mashkichim say over this Medrash a lot. Um, but then there's a second part of the Medrash, which is which, uh, not so famous. So, you know, which part am I going to dwell on tonight, of course? The not-so-famous one. But I'll read you the whole thing, because it's really the same idea. The Rashbi had a Talmud, of course, was in Eretz Yisrael. And that's where his yeshiva was. And he had a Talmud that went to Chutzlaretz. Ubo Oshir. He went into business, and he came back, and he was Matzliach Weistois, and he became an Osher. Okay, very good. And then he came back to visit the yeshiva. He came back to the neighborhood to visit the boys. Now, I'm assuming that this Talmud that went to Chutzlaretz and went into business and he became Matzliach, the message says he became an Osher, he didn't become Ois Talmud of Shimbaychoi that would be embarrassed would be embarrassed to uh, to have him considered a Talmud because then he wouldn't come back and Talmudim wouldn't be wouldn't be jealous. The Talmudim of the Halak of Shimbaychoi would see somebody left the yeshiva and let's say became Ois Ben Torah. So the Talmudim would be jealous of him. They would say, Oh, it's a good thing we didn't go. Look, look, look what happened to him. It could have happened to us. So obviously this Talmud stayed a Talmud, stayed but but he became an usher, so made it a Tamidim, why you're a Tamidim a Kanamboy. Why you're a Vakshin Hain Lotzeisel Chutzaritz. Oh, why can't we do this? Look at him. He came back. He learned. He, he make money in Eretz Israel? No. Well, I guess you could learn in Eretz Israel. I guess in those days, not much to do. It wasn't in Eretz Israel today. Motorola wasn't in Eretz Israel in those days. The Yoda Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon heard about this, what's going on over here with the boys. Fill up the whole bika with dinim of Zohov. Shimon says it, so that's what happened. The, the mountain started producing, started giving out Dinori Zohov. You want money? Take money right over here. You take it now. You want it now? You can have it now. But then you're not getting it. You really deserve a lot of schar because you're sitting and learning Torah. But you're waiting for the schar, right? That's very smart. What? What do we say? Karen Gemmons by Paris. You mean yeah. you're saying the, the Paris, the Karen is for Elam Abba, but you said, at least I want some Paris, I want the interest. I want, I want a dividend. That, yeah, so they had something. They weren't, they weren't starving. They, they had something here. But you want to be rich. You... I, it doesn't say. It doesn't. Safdi the Ganecha means you're going to be rich. 
No, it doesn't. It means you'll have. It means that you'll have you'll have what to eat. You'll have what to wear. You'll be able to uh, feed your children. But but this Talmud came back. He was very wealthy. So you, I mean, you want you want your schar. Why are you entitled to money? Why are you entitled to be wealthy? Terence says, "I want schar for Talmud Torah." Not only a few people are wealthy. Most people are not wealthy, right? That's the way it used to be. I don't know. Maybe today I'm not sure. But it used to be only only you know the top two percent of wealth. Everybody else was either poor or very poor. So why why are you guys tumbling that you want to be rich? What's your schus tainer to be rich? Schus tainer is because what do you mean? Uh, we we learn we like we want to be like this Talmud. Why how did this guy get rich? What's schus was he mitzliach? The schus of Torah. So why we can't be? Why can't we be like him? So Shemrichai said, you want. You can get it. So now here's the dinar Israel. Take it. I don't know if I pressed the button, did I? Yeah, I think I did. Uh, okay. This is a famous medrash. This is the medrash they say over in the yeshivas. So basically what this medrash is saying is if somebody's rich, he's going to be monocular his schar for uh, no, I, 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 I would. Right, no, so I would say like this. I would say in this medish, there could be a lot of cheshbonis why a person zaycha to ashiras. Maybe one, maybe his zayda once did a moedika that mitzvah, and, and, and we don't have able to But if you're sitting and learning all day, so the only thing you have, your ticket, is your is your limit Taminam or shimbayichoi, their ticket to schar was the fact that they were oisik b'tayra. They were not in other things. We don't know. So now, so you come in to the Abish and say, give me money, I'm rich, I want to be like that man. Oh, so that means, with what schustainer do you have? Most people are not rich. Why, why well, do you think you could be rich? What? Matzah, tefillin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uman. Wow. Save that for later, my boy. Don't give that away cheap. Yeah. That is a uh, Okay. Anyway, let's go to the next medrash. This medrash is, the, the next story is me, me, the same Indian. Uh, this is a, a fascinating story. It's less known, I think. Listen to a story. came home Erev Shabbos. He did not have any money for Shabbos. He went outside of the city and he davened lefnei alikim v'nitan loy evin toiva mina shemayim. A precious stone was given to him, Mina Shemayim. Now, precious stone is very valuable. It's obviously worth a lot more than it costs to make Shabbos. But at the very least, now he has money for Shabbos, right? So, it's Arab Shabbos. There's no time to start getting an appraisal on the stone and start selling it to a jeweler, right? You go to a Glat Gourmet, you can't pay for Shabbos with, a, with an Evan Toiva. So, not, so he, he went, Nostno the Shulchani. He went to a banker. In other words, he showed the Evan Toiva. Is this a precious stone? Look at it. Yeah, it's, well, it's valuable. Yeah, okay. Meanwhile, can you give me $200? Yeah, for sure. Okay, it's worth a lot more. Well, Cheshman Ice after Shabbos. Meanwhile, give me $200 against the stone. No problem. Give him $200. $200. He goes to the store. He was able to come home with, uh, with food for Shabbos. He was able to finance that Shabbos with the money of the Evan Toiva. Of course, a lot more money also, but soon see. So now he came home, he came home with a whole uh, box of Shabbos. When he left the house, he didn't have a penny to his name. 
Amra Ishlaim, Hechanela, where did you get this from? Amar La, Mimisha Pirnais HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Maybe she was Mepharnas me. Which is a very vague answer. We're not going into detail. Why didn't he want to tell her right away? So you'll soon see, because he knew his wife, and he had good reason for not telling her. So he said, the Abishah took care of us. So she didn't go for that. Amra, she said, If you don't tell me exactly what happened, I'm not touching the food. How do we say it? I'm not going near it. Huh? That's the way you say it? If you don't tell me, I'm not going near it. So he had no braver. So he had to tell her everything. I have Amr Allah. He said to her, Kachnis balalti lifneyelokim, I daven before Hashem, venitan limen ha-shemayim, and it was given to me straight from Shemayim. Amr Allah, eni te'emes klum, I'm not touching it. Ad she'toymerli she'tachzira matzoi Shabbos. Unless you tell me, we'll have Shabbos now, you brought it home already, fine. Unless you tell me that Motzi Shabbos, you're going to return the stone. How do you return the stone, number one? And number two, what do you mean you're going to return it? So how are you going to pay the shulchan? He gave you money against the stone. He's not giving you back the stone unless you give him $200. So, let's see. Omar Allah, so he said to her, Lama, what's the big deal? Omar Allah, so she said to him, You want in the next world all your friends, their table will be mole and your shulchan will be chaser? We're not taking the stone. So Reb Shimon didn't know what to do, so he, want, he went to ask Das Torah. And he went to Rabbeinu HaKadosh, he went to Rebbe, and he said over the story. He told Rebbe the whole story. This is what happened to me. This is what my wife said. This is what I answered back. Omar Loy, so he said, so Rabbeinu HaKadosh said to Reb Shimon, you could tell your wife, Im she could take the stone. She's worried that shulchan will be closer. I'll fill it up. Not to worry. So he went back to his wife and he told her. But this lady, not such an easy customer. She said to her husband, You take me to this man that taught you Torah. I want to speak to myself. Okay, so they made an appointment. She went with her husband to Rabbeinu HaKadosh. Amr Allah, so she said to Rebbe, What is this business? You're going to fill up my table. Am I going to see you in the next world? And you're going to see my table, and you're going to take from your table, and you're going to put it on my table? It doesn't work like that. Don't we know? Each tzaddik, didn't we learn that each tzaddik is an oilam for himself? Huh? The whole time it was, everybody going to be full, and we're going to be empty. We don't see it else anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's see. Shenemar <laughs> Right? It says in the Apostle, <laughs> And we darshin, <laughs> Each person has his own world. So in other words, what she's telling to, what she's telling to, to Rebbe is, what's this business? I, I'll take from my table, I'll give to your table. It doesn't work that way. You earn your place in Oilam Haba, Based on your schusim and your meisim toivim and your limanat Torah and whatever and your schus office, whatever it is, it's what you have in your bank account. You make deposits. You can't have someone else give you a transfer, a bank transfer. It doesn't work that way. That's not the way things work in Eilim Habo. Where did you get this from? 
She's questioning Rebbe. Shema Chalafta asked his Rebbe. His Rebbe gave him a tshuva. He was Makabalit. She was not an easy customer. She said, what is that supposed to mean? Okay. Zok the Medjish Vaitu. Kivin Shashoma Kane. Since he heard this drosha, Holach the Hechzer, he went and returned it. Now, how do you return it? So, Medjish says, Rebbe Seinu Omru Hanes Ha'achiran Ha'yakosha Meharishan. The second nace, the first nace was that the Evan Toivin came in a Shemayim. The second nace was, Kivin Shaposhat Yodei Lahachzira, he took the stone in his hand and he went like this, Poshat Yodei Lahachzira, Miyad Yorod Hamalach Venot Lahimenu. A Malach came down and took it from his hand, went back up to Shemayim. Which is a. Oh, oh, so here's a question. Here's a question. The Medjish does not record Rebbe's answer to her. So you could think that Rebbe was, uh, was stood corrected. I mean, in the beginning of his day, when Rebbe Shimachalafta went to Rebbe Kodesh, he told her, Tell your wife I, she could take it because I need Malenu. So now you could learn that the Medjish says, yeah, but when she misses uh, Rebetzin Chalafta came to Rebbe and said over her drosha, so he said, okay, I stand corrected. That could be the pshat. On the other hand, we don't, don't, the Medjish does not say that uh, what he answered her. Doesn't, doesn't say that he answered her, you're right. I take it back. Derech HaGemor always is. We know the whole Gans <laughs> Shas is full, but one Tana Amoyer attacking another Tana Amoyer in learning. Either the Gemara says, Kosha, Tiyufta, or Amor he answers him back. But when there's no answer, what does that mean? We got disconnected? You came with a Taina, but yet, like you say, it says that Shemach will have to return the stone. So what's happening here? That's uh, the obvious question on this Medjish. Medjish is a, is a fascinating Medjish you know, for a lot of different reasons, but I want to explore this Indian right here. What happened over here? It doesn't say that the Beinu Kodesh said, hey, you're right, I take it back. It doesn't say that. On the other hand, it says Shem Achalafta returned it. So, why did it... Now, it could be your, your Beinu Kodesh said, look, I, have no, I can't stop mixing them with this lady over here. I have no koyach for her, you know, hey, do what you want. Shem Achalafta, it's your problem. You married her. I, I, I'm telling you to psak, but now she's attacking me, so, uh, you know. Her you could, is a strange taina also. Her taina? What does that have to do with the fact you see each other? There's always this mysis with, let's say, an esrik, right? I'm going to give you my star for the esrik. You make a declaration. I'm giving up my star. Not to see each other. The Rebbe is saying, if you're missing, then uh, what, I'm giving... Yeah, but we don't know. Pillar. You don't know what the Gadam Haba is until you get there. So now, am I, am I going to be able to make a transfer? I'm sitting on this table, Gadam Haba, you're sitting on this table. Now, you, you say, oh, I see you're short. Oh, hey, come to me, I have plenty. Oh, so the mice with the, the, the esrik, I think was that uh, you give me the answer, you could have Meshach. So he had to make a transfer when he was in Shemayim? Or right now? No, right now. So yeah, right. So but he but he he not doing anything right now because we don't know if we need it. He said, Im, if, Im if shulchan chaver, Im shulchan chaser, I'm When, now? He's making that now. He's saying that now. It's like that, that mindset. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. But she's tiny. It doesn't work that way. But on the other hand, why not? I mean, Rebbein, Rebbein O'Kadosh held yes. So like, what, what did he, what did she say that was so compelling? She had a drug show. So he didn't know that Joshua? No, the Joshua, you don't see each other, okay. No, no, Joshua, I find that everybody does their own okay. individual package. Right, that's why can I, but I can get to that. Uh, Mitzvah, you can take more. 
So she's arguing with the whole concept of giving you a scar to somebody else. Could be, could be. I'll tell you what I wanted to say, Pshat. I'll tell you, based on a story that I read once, I think I read it from the Balamaisa himself. Uh, I read a Maisa like this once. The a Maisa with, uh, there was a Bacher in Eretz Yisrael, Mizraeli Bacher was in Yeshiva, and he was hit by an accident by a truck or a bus, I remember. And he was hurt. And he was in the hospital, he was a long time, he was recuperating, he went to rehab, all long story. Anyway, his parents got in touch with a lawyer, and the lawyer said, yeah, we have a good case. But the way these things go is it slept on for a couple of years. Meanwhile, this book is getting older, and you know, he was, let's say he was 17, 18 when it happened. By the time, one day the lawyer gets in touch with the parents, um, we're almost ready to make a settlement with the, the judge. We already submitted the settlement to the judge. He just has to accept it, and, you know, in a couple of weeks. Meanwhile, and, and there's a date for the, I guess, a, a session when you go before the judge and he officially accepts the settlement. A lot of money. Meanwhile, this bocher is a chassan, and it's maybe during the week of the Shevrach, something like that. I don't remember the problem. He wouldn't be available. So he told him, he's getting married then. It's, uh, he said, getting married? Oh, that's the lawyer said, that's very bad. You had, you know, I didn't know that. You didn't tell me that. Because, you know, it's this whole thing is structured on the fact that the guy is still like, uh, you know, how the lawyers make a case out of it. He's still like an invalid or he's still suffering. He's getting married, so it makes him sound like he's a healthy guy. Then the lawyer's going to ask, who's he getting married to? A cripple? Oh, perfectly healthy girl. Then she can't be that bad. Lawyer says, listen to me. Push off to it in a few weeks. Because once they settle and the company, insurance company writes a check, they don't question later. Let's see how. But it has to look good up to that date. So let's just push it off a few weeks. And they talk, and there's a lot of money at stake. And the parents said, you know. I'll speak to the other side. We're going to do it. Okay, they got in touch with the Bacha and Yeshiva, and they said, well, it looks like we're pushing off to it in a few weeks. Bacha says, no, Shemayifin. He doesn't think it's right. They said, yeah, but you know, Shemayifin's at stake. Bacha's a serious Bacha, and he said, Shemayifin um, wants to give me Parnassah, you can give me Parnassah without all this, and it's Basharat, it's Shemayim. I don't know, the Bacha was not, uh, anyway, so the Mashkiach and the Yeshiva was Rabbi Shemshem Pinkus. So the parents called up Bishmish and Pinkus, and he heard it, and he said, yeah, it makes sense. It's a lot of money. It's, it's, your son's a serious buck. He's this way he'll be able to learn for a long time. He you know, he'll be set up for life. So they said, yeah, but we spoke to our son, and he says, like, he's not asking him to get involved in this. So could you speak to him? He said, sure, I'll speak to him. Anyway, the Bacher calls him Bishmish and Pinkus. Bishmish calls him the Bacher, tells him the whole story, and Bacher says, no, I'm not doing it. He tries to tell him. He said, Hashem can take care of me. He said, Hashem is taking care of you. This is how he's taking care of you. I got hit by the truck five years ago. We don't know what Ebeshach is buying. But right now, this is what it is. Anyway, he's trying to talk to him. Ebeshach wouldn't budge. So, Ebeshach Pinker said, if I take you to Ebeshach, and Ebeshach tells you to push off the chasana, what will you listen to him? He said, oh, he's a god I'll listen to him. He said, okay, so I'm going to take you to Ebeshach. They made a, a schedule and they made an appointment and they went down to Bnei Brak to speak to Shach. and Shach heard the whole story and he told them, and he said yeah yeah he said the Bachas what do you say so the Bachas said I feel it's been a Shemayim he said what do you mean it's been a Shemayim and everything's been a Shemayim no I feel they just give him fairness me and this is a pushing off a chas and I don't know the Bachas made a little speech and Shach said I hear I hear okay maybe talk so. Uh, 
Shem Shem Pinkus was very disappointed. That's not, this is not the answer that he wanted Rav Shafra. So he asked the Bachar to step out, and then he told her, Shiva, Shiva, what's the pshat in this? We're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's not like the chasen is next week. The chasen is in two months. We'll make the chasen in three months. So Shach said, listen, I'm on your side. If this bochur would come and ask me what to do, that's what I would tell him what to do. If he's my son, if he's my Talmud, he'd say, Rashiva, what should I do? Here's, here's the case. What do you say? I would say, of course, wait a month. Is anything at stake? Is the girl masking? Is she going to run away? Yeah, what's the big deal? But I asked the bochur, what is this not, what, what's your opposition? Why are you so opposed? And he's answering me, whatever he said, the Bachar, but I see that he's so strong about it, he's so passionate, and he believes in it so stark. You know what? If, if he's taka that sincere, and if he's taka that passionate, then Debisha will help him that way. Then, then I'm not going to tell him that he has to push off the chasana. That's Adkana's story. Adkana's story. And I'm, I'm telling Tzu, perhaps, so that's the shot over here. Rebbeinu Kodesh L'Oilam was not chazer. Rebbeinu Kodesh said, you're coming to me with a shayla. When Hashem Mechalafta came to Rebbeinu Kodesh, he came with a question. What do I do? Here's the Evan Toiv Menashemayim, but on the other hand, maybe Adam Haba, my chaylik. He said, it's no problem. You can take the money and don't worry about Adam Haba. I don't even know if he really meant literally, I'll take it. He meant, don't worry about it. You're short, we'll take care of it. Now, he asks this lady, what's your problem? And she gave a whole drosha. So we have three lines in the Medrash. But she gave it over with such conviction, with such, with such a muna, with such bitachen. I mean, this lady needs money for Shabbos also. And he's telling her that she's not touching the Shabbos stick of food. And there's nothing else in the house that we know. So this lady is so... Uh, is so sincere and feels so strongly that she's willing to give away the food for Shabbos and there's nothing else to eat and she's ready to say I'm not touching it because I don't want to be a gay in my Yom even though I hold that's why the Medrash Tafka doesn't say what Rebbeinu Kodesh's answer is because there's no answer I don't have an answer to slug up why you're, why you're wrong because I'm still right Rebbeinu Kodesh says I didn't change your mind you didn't slug me up if someone else would ask me tomorrow, I would say the same thing I said today. But I'm not here to tell you that you have to take the Evan If you're on that Madrega, what's the Pshat? The Pshat is, maybe that's Pshat in, the, maybe that's pshat in why the Medjish doesn't say Rebbein Kodesh's answer, because there's no answer. There's no answer. Meanwhile, Rebbein Kodesh understood, or maybe they winked at each other, I don't know how it happened, but Rebbein Kodesh Rabbi Shimon got the message that Rabbeinu Kodesh says this lady has the right to say that. Is it the right hashkofa for somebody who asks? Maybe not. Does she have the right to put herself in that matzav? So we know all, all of the famous Rambam, the Rambam in the end of Hilchah Shemitah V'yoyvo, that Rambam talks about in the last Perik how Klai has to be, job is to be Mepharnas Shevet Levi, because they are the ones that are Huvdul from the other Shvatim to learn Torah and teach Torah and Ramaz Meirchanit. And then the last halacha is Veloy Shevet Levi Bovad, Elakol Ish Ish, Mikol Boy Oilam, Ashenodvoy Ruchoy Oisoy, Vehevinoy Madoi, 
להבדיל, להיבודל למה לפני השם, לשורסוי ולעובדוי לדייס השם, והולך יושר, etc, etc, etc. And what did this man do? This man says, I'm not from Shevet Levi. No one owes me Trumas and Maestris. And I have a Chelek and Eretz I could farm my land, right? Shevet Levi had no land. So everybody else had even farmers. You got a plot of land. You're from Shevet Don, you're from Shevet Naftoli. So you got a couple of acres of land. You can grow, you could sell it, you can make Parnassah. No. And no one's giving me Trumas and Maestris because I'm not a Levi. When this man says, Afal Pikain, Porak me'alo el tzavoroi oil hechashboinus harabim. And he says, I'm sitting and I'm being over Hashem all day. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. I'm going to be over Hashem. I'm not working. How are you going to have money? How are you going to have money? Who's going to, who's going to, uh, how are you going to pay the rent? How are you going to buy food? So the Rambam, Harezen is Scottish, Kodesh Kedoshim. The same way the Ebeshah takes care of Kainim and Levim, which we know how he does it. He does it because he tells all the other Shvatim to be in right? So the Ebeshah will take care of you. He's not necessarily going to make you rich, he says, but he will give you the Yizkeloi, you'll get what you need. Now, will you get rich? Probably not. So if you need to be rich, then this is not for you. But if you want to learn and be over Hashem all day and you don't want to be, be involved in any Olam Hazer, you're Kodesh Kedoshim, you're not Shevet Levi, and you don't get Trumas and Maestras. So the Rambam, it doesn't matter. Now, how will you get it? So the question is, if a person comes to the Rav and says, uh, well, I have nine children, and I have tuition, and I have to make simchas, and I have rent, and I have this, and I have that. Uh, should I go to work? So the Rav, of course, will say, yeah, you should go to work. You should try and make a living. Yeah. Trying to make at least enough that you can support your family. Take a pencil and paper, figure out that you need $175,000 minimum. Okay, find yourself a parnasa that can give you $175,000. After that, you want to stop and learn. After you, if by August you already made one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, so now from September till December you want to learn because I'm to hate, don't want to learn, whatever. But yes, you should do it. Now, now, and, and there's no rov in his right mind that's going to say you shouldn't do it. However, here we have a man who the Rambam tells us is 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 parak me'alov oil cheshbonis. He make he he says the cheshbonis. No, not again. I'm not worried about it. I'm going to be. I am milamoid lefnei Hashem l'shorosay l'ovdei. That's all I'm going to do. Yeah, but what happened to the hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars? No, that's a cheshbon, right? You made a cheshbon on paper. Porak me'alov oil cheshbonis harabim. I I was poyrik. I I disengaged myself from all the cheshbonis. Not nageya. Not my problem. Not your problem. Well, there's no rabbis going to tell you to do that, but you did it. Zokter Rambam. And they will take care of you. So the I'm telling Tzu that there seems to be a Hanhoga of, of the Derech HaTeva, which is a Hanhoga. And Misha Loi Torech Be'er Shabbos, Loi Yechul B'Shabbos. So when Rebbeinu HaKadosh told Rebbe Shemmechalaf to take the stone, yeah, because in Shemayim, that's what they're giving you. And when she said it's, it doesn't work that way, it, it, my wife is, he told me, Rebbe, my wife's not happy, tell her not to worry, because that's the answer. When she came and said, I want to have no part in it, 
Rebbein Kodesh is quiet. It's not a, it, it's not a to the story, but the Tzushtel is in the Hashkofa that there's a derech, which is a derech. And the rov that asked, that's asked the Shaila, the tshuva is what the tshuva has to be. In Mishim Machlachta's case it was, take the stone that they gave you in Hashemayim. If somebody is, feels very strongly that they don't want to take the stone, so Rebbein Kodesh, okay. I'm not going to say you're crazy. I'm not going to say you're ma'abratz me'ladas. No, it's the schus. The same way this person over here, the same way Rav Shach said, I'm letting this guy not push off the chasada and let Hashem take care of him. It's a, it's a, it's a midah which is not for the derech. It's not the derech ha'kavusha. Somebody wants to do that, there's such a chesmen. That's one medrash. There's another medrash I'll say over quickly. The medrash says, Vasisa sakroshim. Is that this first medrash? How is this tied That's a good question. The medrash is in, it's in Parshish Pekudah. Parshish Pekudah, yes. In the end of Parshish Pekudah. Uh, last uh, page or two before, before the end. Why is it there? That's a good question. I'm not sure how it ended up over here. The Medrash says, "V'asisos hakroshim, v'asisos hakroshim, zoyis atumah shetichum itam zov v'chesef v'nechoishes." So the Medrash has a whole arich. It says, "Zohav zubavel," and the pasuk is the pasuk of the Nia, where where bavel is referred to as zov. Choishes is yavon, and kesef is modai. This is the Medrash. Now, what does that mean? It's not like the Medjish, but interestingly, the Medjish says, but there's no Barzel. Barzel ain't Sivkan. The Zov is Kesef, the Choshes is copper. Barzel is iron. There's no iron in the base of Migdash. Loi be Migdash, loi be Mishkan. Loma, she nimshel boi edlem harishoa, she echrive base of Migdash. Because in, in the same capital in Daniel, capital base, where all the, all the Malchias are mentioned, and, and they refer to in the marshal with different types of metal. So the Zov, Kesef, and the Choshes, and, and, um, and uh, Barzel is Edoim. Edoim is uh, our goals today, is goals Edoim. So the Medjish, Lalamedchash, Mikola Malchis, Yakabal Kadish Borchu, Doyrin, Lassad Lavi. Lassad Lavi, Mashiach comes, all the Umas, Yakir, Viedu, Kalyosh, Vesevil. So all the Umas are going to be Makir in the Abishna, and Makir. That the Yidden are the Amma Nivchar, and they're all going to try and appease the Abishtah, sort of be Machapra for all the Tsaras they gave the Abishtah's people all the years. So they're going to try and be Makra of a Doyrin. Shemikola Malchius, Yitkabla Karasbrochu, Doyrin, Lassad Lovay. Chutzme Edom. They're all going to come and try and bring a Doyrin to the Abishtah. A Doyrin means a Matana. Okay, Zok the Medrash, but from Edom not. In fact, the Medrash, right? Bovel, Afiach Rivoise. Bovel, what did Edom do? Edom was with Kurban Bayashani. Bovel also did. So the Medrash, no, Bovel, the Medrash has a cheshman, it wasn't so bad. And, and uh, the Medrash has a whole arichas which you don't have time for. The first one to be in line to bring the doyren is Mitzrayim. Because the Yidden sort of are the gatekeepers for the Ebishter, and their machshava was not to let in Mitzrayim. But we suffered in Mitzrayim, get out of here, we don't want to see you. No, let them in. Later was the Shiva Mitzrayim. But the Shvatan came to Mitzrayim. They lived there for a beginning. And there was an Achsanya. There was a Rav in Eretz Yisrael. And Mitzrayim took them in. 
So we let them in. Nosa Kush Kavachoyme. So Kush is another Medina. It's Africa, they say. So if you're taking from Mitzrayim a doyren, and after what they did to you, we never did anything to you. So from us for sure you should be a couple of doyren. Miyad kush also. Miyad kolam malchias shoymus vehein mevias. So oibazoi all the malchias see, and they all start bringing doyren to the Eibushter. The acherkach malchus edoim noisas kavachoymer ba'atzma. Edom says, you guys are all being. It's all nothing. You are no shaykh to the Yidden. Africa has shaykhs to the Yidden. What are you to the Yidden? You don't know them. And they should take some doyrin from you. Onu, alachas kama vakama. Os edoin. Edoin is the only umma that's called in the Pusik a brother to the Yidden is Edoin. Koyamar chicha Yisrael. Right? Edoin holds himself a brother to the Yidden. Yishmol is not a brother. It says, Kibi Yitzchak Yikorlach Azora, and not with Yishmol. So Yishmol is out. He's not, he's not your brother. If they can bring it, uh, we're Esau, we're Edoin, we're, we're your brothers, so for sure from us. No, out. From Edoin, we're not Makabu. Why? Edom is worse than all the other Yidden because the Lashon is, it's an interesting Lashon, we'll talk about it in a second. Pizer means to spread out. They cause the Yidden to spread out from Talmud Torah. And he causes them, he brings the Yitzhar into the Yidden. So you're worse than the other Goyim. So the obvious question over here is in the history of the Yidden, we have a long history of being in different Gauls and different countries, and the common denominator is they spoke different languages and in different parts of the world, but they were all made Gezeers. So Edoim has a monopoly on Mephazeret, Yisroma, Tabudu, Shatayra, and the other Umas were, were good landlords. We, have, we had Tzoros from every single Uma. So what's unique about uh, Esau? And I'll answer you bekitzer because we're running out of time. The lashon is meduyik mefazeres liyisrael metamudish al Torah. That means if the if a, if you're living in a country and they make zeres against learning Torah, like Yovan did, it, communist Russia, there's there's eitzes the yidden are always a step ahead. It's a, it's, it's a terrible zera, and thousands of yidden went off the derech because of, because of these zeres and shmodas. But but that could remain. Yidden that are, they go fall under the radar and they manage to learn anyway. How about Edom didn't make Zeres you can't learn? Edom said, it's okay, you don't have to live in the ghetto. You can live in our language, you can go to our schools, you can go to our universities, you speak our language, you get jobs in our companies, and you live in our neighborhoods. And it's, everything's open to you, right? There was never a country that was as hospitable to the Yidden as Golos Edom. That means even, uh, I'm, I'm talking about today, it's Poshit, but even a couple of hundred years ago, uh, you, you, you read books about Geirish, but what Svarad, what Spain looked like before the Geirish Svarad. The Yidden were the highest echelons. They worked for the government. They were the doctors. They were the lawyers. They were the bankers. So it was very, it, it, they weren't geyser on Talmud Torah. On, on the contrary, 
But they were Fazeris Yisrael Mitamudu Shatayr. It doesn't say they were Goizer, they were Fazeris. They spread you out and distanced you from Talmud Torah. They, made, they gave you so many options that by not making a Gzeira, they caused a Pizer from Talmud Torah. They said it's all available to you. If you're living in a ghetto and you can only live like in Russia, in uh, certain parts of Russia, was called a uh, pale settlement, only you allowed to live in certain parts of Russia. You couldn't live wherever you wanted. You couldn't live in Moscow. You had any special resources to live in Moscow. Only the Yidin that, that were lending, that, that were financing the government, they had to live in Moscow. So they got a special resource. Otherwise, you couldn't live in Moscow. You lived only in certain parts of Russia, the poorest parts, and you can't, you couldn't go to the university, and you couldn't, so there was a lot of Yetzirahs out there, but you couldn't take part of it, because they didn't let you take part of it. But, but Edoim is Mephazeres, Umachneses, Oisim, Mashi Yetzirah, you opened up the whole Yetzirah. Now the whole, the, all the Yetzirah of the Velt is available to you. That's worse. It's a lady talks about this in Pastor Yishlach, we know, Behatzileinim, Yad Ochim, Yad Esav, Zok the Medrash, Oibazoi, from all the Umois that were Goyza, Xerus, Koshois, Laosid Lovoi, the Abisha says we'll accept a Dairin from them. But from Edoim, because of these two Cheshboinis, we're talking not going to have anything from them. Yeshakoi. Yeah, is there a different version to the first Medrash? What do you mean? I'm not hearing it.